Hey everybody, welcome to the Chamber Channel's Five Questions podcast. This is the place where we take a deep dive with industry leaders for an inside look at their world and how they can make a difference in yours. Real estate is a booming industry in the low country and has been really since Hilton Head Island started being developed in earnest back in the 50s. The Hilton Head Realtors Association is celebrating its 50th year in the low country. So we sat down with CEO Jean Beck to talk about the legacy of her organization, as well as the current and future trends of the real estate industry. Let's listen. Jean, it's hard to believe the Realtors Association 50th anniversary Wow. I mean, <laughs> tell us about the organization. How long you've been there? What's what's going on with the Realtors Association these days? Sure. So it started in 1973. So to become an, a Realtor Association, you have to be chartered by the National Association of Realtors. So during its annual conference of November of 72, the Hilton Head Area Realtors, then the Hilton Head Island Board of Realtors, uh, got chartered, and the first president was installed in 1973 with 24 charter members. Today, the association is 1,600 members strong. Oh, wow. That's right? a lot. Yeah. But think back, like in 1973, what was happening here in our in our on Hilton Head Island? It's just when all the development just really started to really boom. Um, I live in Hilton Head Plantation, and I saw they're having their 50th anniversary too. Oh, that's so amazing. think about Hilton Head Plantation in 1973 and what was happening in the real estate market as development started to grow. So you know these these uh, charter members saw the opportunity to become part of a, a bigger organization, opportunity for more uh, benefits and services and understanding of the real estate market, and and became chartered with the National Association of Realtors. Yes, so much has changed. You're right since 1973, and honestly, mm-hmm. just even if you look at the last five to ten years, mm-hmm. tell us a little bit about the trends, how they've changed, what you've seen, whether it's a difference in you know home and villa sales or or retirees coming in. Tell us a little bit about the trends you're seeing. Right. So you know today's first time buyer is needs are different than what it was you know 30, 40, or 50 years ago, and even when you look at um, even people in our market looking at second homes, think about what's changed in the technology. These people now can buy a second home, yet manage it from Michigan or Ohio or Tennessee, wherever they may be, may be from. You know, the devices such as thermostats and security systems and lighting, you know, those all provide absentee homeowners with an advantage they didn't have, you know, 30 or certainly 30 or 50, how about 10 years ago? Right. <laughs> you know? Right. Um, and then, you know, you also look at like, people's needs in garages. That's another trend. A lot of our homes, if you look at the beginning, like in the early 70s, they were built with one car garages. We don't need one car garages. We need two car garages. Three car garages is very common now. So even that trend is different. And certainly what happened after COVID, what people want in their home, a more outdoor living space, home offices. So all those trends have evolved over these last 50 years in our local market. It's an ever-changing field, that's mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah. I don't think anyone really understands either the economic impact of real estate. I mean, people, it's your property values and all the things that happen and the things that, yeah. quite frankly, that get covered by tourism that that local homeowners are not paying or second homeowners in many cases. Talk right. a little bit about that for right. our area. So, you know, the economic impact is is a kind of a, a larger picture when you start to think about when someone buys a home or sells a home. You know, it goes everything from, you know, your attorneys, your home inspectors, 
to your landscapers, to your, uh, you know, the, the repair people, painting. And even it comes down to helping those that, you know, after you clean out your house, what do you do? And you're given to the goodwill. You're given to the thrift shops. So all those things are an economic impact when it comes to real estate. And even, you know, when I know when I moved, what did I have to, I threw every spice I had out in Connecticut and came down and went to the grocery store and rebought everything right again. So the grocery stores all get impacted. Our restaurants get impacted as you, you know, the last thing you want to do is cook. So you go out and you get your pizza or you go out and get something to eat, you know, as you're moving. So all those things are all a huge economic impact for every property that gets sold. What are you seeing right now in terms of what are your realtors seeing in terms of how what's happening with interest rates is impacting home buyers mm-hmm. in our area? Mm-hmm. You know, it's not as much of an impact in the Southeast or especially in our region as you're seeing in other parts of the country. That has become, you're seeing West, the um, Western part of our country has really started to see some pushback and, and, and impact from this. Uh, we have not seen it as much because many of our buyers are cash buyers. So we have not been as impacted. What's impacting it is a lot for first home t- home buyers. Uh, that's making more of a struggle because now you have less that you can buy because you have more interest that you have to pay. But, you know, interest rates fluctuate. Um, there'll be a time where they're going to start, start coming back down and move lower down. And, um, you know, there'll be opportunity for people to refinance at a time when the interest rates come back down. So if you're finding something that you love, you know, now's your time to grab it and buy it and then, you know, look for those interest rates to come down. We're probably going to see that probably fall of next year more stabilizing in the interest rates, probably closer to a 5%, which is is pretty reasonable. Right. I know we talked a little bit before the call, we were just talking about the explosive growth in our area, mm-hmm. how much Bluffton, Hardyville, all of that growth has happened. And with mm-hmm. that comes a multitude of new homes and new options. So let's sure. talk a little bit about the growth. How are you seeing sure. that impacting real estate locally? Mm-hmm. Uh, well, you have a lot of home building, which is a good thing because our inventory is so low. We're still only at about two months worth of inventory, which is very low. A healthy market would be six months. Uh, So those developers that are coming in are still, though, challenged with the ability of supplies. They're still challenged with workforce. So that growth is there, but there is a slow pace in that because of the way the development and the, um, the impact of supplies that we're still feeling. Yeah, you talked a little bit too about 1973, and that's the start of Hilton Head Plantation, which is mm-hmm. an older, older area for us. What right. are you seeing in terms of what home buyers are looking for and how they're revamping those properties? We spoke a little bit about outdoor living spaces. Mm-hmm. What are buyers' expectations mm-hmm. these days, and how have they changed? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, buyers are looking for. Most people are looking for something that's already done. You know, we still seeing those multiple offers on those properties that are done. You know, we're not seeing 15 multiple offers like we've had or 20 what we had during COVID, but it's not unusual to see three or four multiple offers on properties that are already have been renovated and are ready to go. People love that move in HGTV look, right? Um, but then there's others that are willing to come in and take the time and, and make it their own and put their own vision and their own style into their own. To, to the property and renovate it. You talk about the HGTV effect, which I think is a yeah, real thing. What do is. you think, Jean, in your estimation, and what would you say, because you have such a bird's eye view into real estate here, what are, some, what are a couple of the biggest mistakes people make when they're trying to sell their home? What do you think? Do you think it's, it's, it's are they... Are they putting money into the wrong things or they do you find people try to price it too high? How can a realtor help 
someone selling a home walk through that process effectively. Right. right. Well, exactly why you need someone professional with you that can be there to share the markets, to share the market. You know, what else is selling in your neighborhood? Because it really boils down to what? Location, location, location. So your neighborhood, what other properties have sold at what value? And what are their features that they have in their property? Have they been renovated? Have they not been renovated? So all those things, you know, listening to the professional realtor with you um, to help to give you that advice and that guidance is critical to be able to get you to your real estate goals and your what you're expect, expecting out of your property. So I think being with a realtor and bringing them on early in your process, because if you are looking to do some renovations, that professional realtor can come in there and start to, uh, to help you to say, you know, put money here, but don't put money here. This would be good. This won't be good. You know, so. over 50 years, I know your association has been known for obviously its professional acumen and the, the advocacy and the lobbying you do for them. Mm-hmm. But I think it's also important to note just the community involvement, mm-hmm. the things that the association has done with Habitat for Humanity and other charities. Talk a little sure. bit about that. Sure. Uh, well, in 22, we finished our ninth house for Habitat for Humanity. So over the years, we have built that total of nine houses. June actually will be Home Ownership Month. And that's when we do our fundraiser for Habitat. Um, start our bank all over again. We're ready, getting ready to look at building our 10th home. So we're starting from fresh. So our realtors are investing in our, in our um, habitat build and helping to finance that. So important to us. I think, you know what I find that habitat is really near and dear to our realtors hearts. It's what they really, it's probably the biggest of all the programs that we do that we get the most involvement in. I love the tie with that too. I love the fact that it's the Realtors Association and Habitat is mm-hmm. giving a hand up to those and getting them into um, the dream of absolutely owning, of owning a home. Right, workforce is such a hot topic in mm-hmm. the Low Country right now. Tell me a little bit about the role the Realtors Association has in that conversation. What are you guys talking about when it comes to workforce? Well, we just got back from Washington, D.C. in May. We do our annual fly-in. So we just got back from there. Um, you know, and that's exactly what we were talking about. So the association really works on that on a, both a local, state, and a national level. You know, we're kind of at the table when there are those topics and those conversations happen, helping to educate our elected officials on what could be something that would be good for the for the housing market or if they are bringing something in that we see that is not such a good idea to be there at the table to help to educate them, explain why their their proposal is not going to be advantageous to the housing market. So, you know, we looked at um, at incentives, you know, looking at incentives for um, how to get people to either uh, be able to buy or be able to sell. You know, the capital gains um, in exclusion has was written in 1997. So, you know, maybe it's time to start to revamp that. A lot of the methodology through HUD and through other programs are all very dated. So, you know, maybe it's time to start looking at where we are today and to make some changes in those to help to incentivize them. Then in um, April this year, we took a busload of people up to the state house where we did our delegation day um, and certainly supported Tom Davis' effort in the um, ATAX bill to put in for affordable housing. Um, and then locally here, we participate in the town of Hilton Head Island. We were there at, for the town's uh, charrette that they did. We have a government affairs director who attends all the affordable housing um, meetings over in Bluffton. So I know you were so. part of the housing trust as well. Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah. So talk a little bit about the tie between um, tourism and real estate. I mean, what 
what percentage, if you know, or what, how much do you think in terms of your buyers were once visitors to the island? What's the tie there? Um, I believe it's very high. I think you're looking at like probably 80 to 85%. I believe we just kind of really looked at that study recently um, and saw that that is how many people find the, you know, the low country and then want to make it home. So yes, you come for a visit and stay for a lifetime. Come for a visit, stay for a lifetime. Right. Jean, thanks so much for being with us. Great information. Great. Thanks. Thanks everyone for listening. The podcast continues to grow and never miss an episode of our five questions podcast by subscribing to the Chamber Channel on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take a moment to download, subscribe, and leave us a review. It helps us reach more people.